Hello? 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 Hi, Brent. How are you? I'm great. How are you, Candace? I'm good. Um, how's your day going? Uh, it's okay. <laughs> we were supposed to go for a run, and then I forgot what time the place opened, so we were there early, and then my brother-in-law forgot his shoes, so we didn't go for a run, unfortunately. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Life, yeah. life is in the way. Yeah, one of those days, but otherwise pretty good. How's That's your day going? It's going good. good. Got some stuff done. Alrighty, are you ready? I'm ready when you are. Awesome. All right. So this is a positive spark plug podcast, and I'm very excited for you guys to be joining in on um, this uh, episode. Um, Brent as my guest, and today we are going to be talking about his story and um, how he how he's cultivating light through darkness um, for Brent uh, has been struggling with some mental health um, issues and he is um, ready and willing to share his story for any of those um, out there that are feeling that struggle as well. Um, he wants you to know that you are not alone. So Hi, Brent. Um, can you tell me a little bit about myself and my listeners so they have a little bit about, um, they know a little bit more about you? Sure, of course. Thanks for having me, first of all. Um, I'm really excited to be able to share my story. Um, my name's Brent. I'm 37 years old. I'm a dad of two beautiful girls, a 16-year-old Maggie and four-year-old Callie. And I'm husband to the amazing Jennifer, and I mean it. She is pretty amazing. Um, in my spare time, I'm a writer and an actor. I've been in several local theater productions, uh, definitely one of my biggest passions. But one, just one key thing that I wanted to kind of share before we get started is um, one thing you should know about me is that although I've been battling depression and anxiety for a long time, I've always been someone everyone loved, and they had no idea what I was going through. Um, basically I've been wearing a disguise up until a few weeks ago, um, until I kind of changed my life around and, uh, that's what I'm here to share my story about. I, wow. Thank you. That's, uh, right off the hop. That is very, um, that is very difficult for most people to say. A lot of people don't, um, don't have the, the courage to, to say that, uh, they've been hiding hiding what they've been going through. I know a lot, um, a lot of people do um, hide, hide their depression, hide their anxiety. And uh, I thank you for taking off that mask and really showing the Brent that you are and uh, the Brent that everyone loves. Because um, it's very exciting. And just meeting you the, the last couple of times while you have been in my boot camp classes, um, it's, it's been a really big delight for me, and I'm very honored for you to have accepted coming on to my podcast and sharing your story. So thank you for that. You're welcome. Thank you. Um, so we're going to get into some a little bit of deeper questions. Um, so first question, um, 
when did you start noticing that you were experience, experiencing anxiety and depression? Has it kind of been throughout your whole life or did it kind of start later on? Can you describe an incident of when it kind of first started that made you kind of be like, oh. Hello? Brent? Hello? Hello? There we are. Sorry about that. That's okay. Uh, all right. Back to it. Um, so we're going to get into a little bit of deeper questions. Um, so my first question with you is, when did you start noticing that you were experiencing anxiety and depression? And has it been throughout your whole life? Or did it start later on? And can you describe an incident of kind of when it first started that kind of made you think that you might be um, dealing with these? Sure. Uh, I had a pretty up and down life. Um, I've been, unfortunately, the victim of some pretty terrible things. But at the same time, I've done some pretty terrible things as well. Uh, the, the type of stuff that really weighs on you um, and brings you down. But it wasn't until my late 20s, early 30s that I first started to really understand or experience anxiety and depression, or at least it wasn't until then that I realized what it was doing to my life. Um, right before I was about to get married in 2010, I began to experience panic attacks. Um, at that time, I was told by everyone that it was just the nerves getting the best of me, but unfortunately, it never went away. It only got worse as I got older and got to the point where I was pretty low. Wow. Um, so what, uh, can you describe um, depression and anxiety? Are they the same things? Are they different? Um, do you experience them at the same time separately? Can you, a little bit of both? Well, just to be clear before I answer that, I want to make sure everyone knows I'm not an expert on these topics. Um, however, I am an ex definitely an expert on my own depression and anxiety. So I know what it feels like for me. Um, for me, it usually starts mm -hmm. with very anxious thoughts, uh, a racing mind, which then leads into the depression. So thoughts of unworthiness, self-doubt, it's pretty much a downward spiral for me. Once I start to really panic or, or feel anxiety, it's really difficult to get out of that, that, that feeling, unfortunately. Um, how does your, how does your body re react to depression? What, uh, what do you start to feel within the body? Well, definitely a lack of energy, uh, very lethargic. And one thing that I never really noticed until recently dealing with a therapist and a caseworker from the hospital is that I would show no interest in things that usually make me happy. Um, like acting, like writing, or spending time with my family or things like that, I would withdraw myself from that stuff when I, when I was going through episodes. Okay. Um, 
So what was your way um, when you when you were starting to feel this heaviness in your body and this lethargicness in your body and these unwanted negative uh, feelings and thoughts about yourself and your worthiness in life, um, what was your way of handling this when it first started kind of having these episodes? Like, did you deny, did you deny having them? Um, did you hide, uh, reach out for help? Did you turn to drugs, alcohol, anything like that? What was... What was your way of handling these? In my early 20s, before I realized what it was that was you know, going on with my body and my life, I quickly turned to drugs and alcohol as a coping mechanism. Um, so much so that I basically just denied the thoughts and feelings that were going through my mind. I would do drugs to make myself feel better. I would drink to make myself feel better. I would just do things that, you know, aren't good for your body or, or good for your mind and convince myself that they were helping me. And in reality, that wasn't the case. Now, did you find um, in time that as you were using um, these, these drugs and alcohol um, to cope and bring down the emotions of depression and anxiety, did you feel that these were also kind of hindering and stopping you from feeling love and joy and happiness? Hello? I'm there, sorry. It's okay. Um, Sorry, can you repeat the question again, Candace? Sorry. It's okay. So um, you, you, were turning, you turned to uh, drugs and alcohol to kind of cope and to, to bring down those um, unwanted feelings of, of depression and anxiety. I'm just wondering, did you, um, thinking back, can you maybe tell me if now um, you're seeing that these drugs and alcohols were also maybe dampering your actual um, joy and happiness in life, like when you weren't um, when you weren't drinking and um, doing drugs, and you were actually in the present moment, maybe with your wife and your kids. Did you find that um, you weren't able to experience that happiness and that joy and and that present moment because you weren't drinking or on drugs? I. I would feel happy in the moment, but it would, it was fleeting. It would go pretty quickly. I could be happy for a second, but then the second I removed myself from that situation, the negative thoughts would creep back in. Come back uh, in. And yeah, like I can, I got to a point where I convinced myself that the drugs were, were what was keeping me alive. And that was obviously not the case. Wow. Um, so not, not only did you turn to drugs and alcohol, this must have impacted your life, um, and your lifestyle. Can you tell me how? Absolutely. Um, it's kind of funny because anybody that you would ask who's known me for a long time would say that for most of my life, I never really showed signs of depression or anxiety. And that was because I buried it so far down. Um, okay. I lived my life as if I was a normal person. And 
I wasn't being affected by those, but when I was alone, that's when it really hit me. Can you saying that just uh, brought up a lot of um, just a lot of thinking because for example, there's a lot of celebrities um, out there and there's a lot of people that uh, like Amy Winehouse and other people that they're so like, um, they're so positive and, and you would think that they were just a big bundle of light. Um, but then we come to see um, that they overdosed or, or they unfortunately have committed suicide. Um, why is it or can you give me a reason why you feel like you had to hide it or um, bury it deep? And why do you think people feel that way? I think there's just a stigma about mental health illness and mental illness and, and people don't want to talk about it. I, I know now as we get a little further in time, People are coming out a little bit more. You see athletes speaking about it. You do see more celebrities talking about their, their troubles as more and more celebrities go down that same path. I think it's just a stigma. Society doesn't want you to be unhappy. Everything that we are presented with in our lives is smile, get through it, be happy, be strong. And that's not that easy, you know? And But I think that that's where it where it comes to the point where people hide it is because they're just scared to, to open up. They don't think that anyone understands what they're going through and they don't understand, or they don't think that anybody. Help. Yeah. They're, they're afraid to take off that mask. Hello. I'm here again, Candace. I don't know why it keeps wanting to stop. Um, let, let's get back to it. Um, so that, that stigma, that, that fear of, um, taking off that mask and, and being vulnerable and, and showing our true self, it, it, it is very daunting. Um, society is very, very good at, um, showing us that, yeah, we have to be perfect and life, life is all about, um, being positive and and not feeling um any sort of negativity and and if you do you're not allowed to so i understand i i I get that and i even sometimes um i even sometimes feel that because i am um a very a very positive person myself um i am very fortunate that I haven't um, ever experienced a, a very low depression state. I have been um, very low in emotions um, when I have lost my dad and dealing with other experiences. Um, but I haven't, I haven't, um, I haven't been stuck. And um, so I know, I know what it's, I know, understanding of um that that persona of you you can't feel it and if you do don't stay there or get out of it right away you're not allowed Um, exactly like you don't want to show signs of weakness right and that's yeah um and with that um because of that that mask being put on um how has it impacted your relationships 
Well, um, they suffered a lot. Uh, I wasn't there for my oldest daughter when she was younger um, because of drugs, because of being depressed, because I, I wasn't able to love myself. I, was, I had a really hard time loving her. Um, it's left us in a pretty bad place as she's gotten older and we're still trying to fix the damage that's been done. And the same with my wife and I, uh, a lot of damage that's been done that we're still trying to repair to this day. Um, my, my relationships with those that love me were, were negatively impacted without a doubt. Um, well, I'm, I'm very happy um, to hear that you, you and your wife and your daughter are, are, are working on rebuilding um, that relationship. I am more than positive that both of those ladies, um, with given the time, will see um, the true, happy, amazing friend that you are. And I, I know that uh, with the effort that you have already been putting in, I know that your relationships are just going to unfold um, traumatically in the most positive ways. So um, I'm, I'm happy to hear that. Um, as a man, um, kind of going back to like the society and the stigma, um, as a man dealing with mental health and depression, um, it's certainly not easy. It's not easy for anyone, but society has this view um, of men as they're not allowed to be vulnerable. Um, to show any sign of weakness is not okay. And you can't be really less than anything than the almighty, the provider. Um, and how did you feel those kind of pressures, like within your relationship, within your life? It, um, how did that, how did being a man and, and, and having these um, depressions and episodes, how did that make you feel? Like, how was that? I absolutely felt the pressure. Uh, I still feel the pressure to this very. Um, could you, what, what pressures are like, are you feeling just that you can't, um, that, that you can't show those, those vulnerability sides, um, that you have to be that provider for, for your wife and your daughter, your daughters. Hello? 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 Sorry we keep having these issues. I don't know what's happening. It's like every time we hit around that five-minute mark, it wants to cut out on us, and it's getting me very frustrated because it hasn't done this with anybody else. Um, so can did you hear my last question? Yeah, I can answer that. So uh, as far as feeling the pressure as a man, absolutely. I feel that pressure. I've, I still feel that pressure. I can't count the amount of times I've been told that you need to be strong for your family or be a man, suck it up. When suffering from a mental illness, whether you're male or female, it's just not that easy. There's not a switch that you can just turn on and off. A lot of people that don't understand it think that there's some sort of switch that you can just turn it off and you're going to be happy again. That switch for me for a long time was drugs and alcohol, and that's not an acceptable switch. It's not, it doesn't help. Um, 
so yeah, to answer your question, Candace, yes, I definitely have felt that pressure as a man. Um, shame, um, shame is very powerful feeling. It's one that can consume all of us at any point in our life. Um, was this a feeling you felt and how did you handle it? Absolutely. Uh, shame, unfortunately, due to the traumatic experiences as a kid, shame's played a huge part in my life. Uh, and again, until very recently, I let it consume me. I, I squashed it with drugs. And again, I always thought the drugs were helping me deal with the shame. But in reality, it was just pushing it further down inside, making it unhealthy. Um, so depression with all of this shame and um, this persona of I have I have to be strong. I have to be the provider for my family. I can't show weakness. Um, with all of that emotion and feeling and, and past experiences, um, it can be very daunting. And I know depression can be very over-consuming. And like you said, it's not um, something you can just switch off. Um, can get to the point where sometimes the feeling of suicide comes to play. Have you felt or reached this point? And do you mind sharing any of those stories? Absolutely. Uh, well, about a month ago, I wouldn't have answered this question. I would have avoided it like the plague. Um, I can now happily say that I can be open and honest about it. I've had a lot of suicidal thoughts had two attempts on my life um once in 2014 and once just five weeks ago uh the first time i attempted it it choked myself unconscious and i kind of just brushed it off as this un an episode i had my doctor increase my medications i continued using drugs to kill the feelings and i just kind of tried to move on with my life and pretend like it didn't happen um five weeks ago I was on the verge of committing suicide when a friend of mine walked into my house and she literally saved my life. Uh, it was that day that I finally realized I needed to change my life for the better. And that although there are all these people around me willing to help, it's up to me to make those changes. And I've started to make them. And the, the positive impact that it's had in my life is just incredible. Wow. Um, first off, thank you. Uh for for sharing those um i know that uh must have not have been easy um and i am so um i'm so i'm so very delighted um to hear that both of those experiences and both of those very scary times in your life did not come to what it could have i'm so happy that you're here with us and i hope um I hope you know that uh, you are so worth being here and uh, your story and who you are is supposed to be exposed to this world and uh, you are a positive light. So thank you for um, sharing those. I appreciate it. Um, can you go into a little bit more of depth of, um, in depth of, how those experiences has have changed your life? 
between the two from the very first one to the very second one what was what was the switch like what made you after the second time um feel that you needed to be the change not like like the first time happened what was the difference do you know i don't really know um other than these people that have have reached out to me strangers in a sense almost that I've been willing to share my story with and just realize there are so many people that need to hear this story. Um, these experiences have made me tougher in a sense, but they've made me un more understanding towards other people and their struggles with mental health issues and suicide. Um, of I always just thought that it wasn't going to be me. It wouldn't happen to me. And unfortunately it did twice. And uh, yeah, I think the switch to this positive mindset came from just seeing how many people have reached out to me in the past few weeks to show love to me that I never would have expected. Do you, do you think um, possibly the fact that it was your friend that um, had stopped you the second time um, could it have been maybe seeing their reaction, their emotion towards um, that, that fact and that realization that they could have lost you, that you could, if not within those matters of seconds or, or minutes, or um, that they, it, if they weren't there, that something bad could have really seriously happened to you, um, Whereas in the first time, it was kind of more or less you choked yourself out. You came, did, you came to by yourself and then you were just like, oh, I need to get my doctor to up my dose. Like, do you think maybe it was the realization of having that person um, stopping you? Could that have maybe been a play? I think so. I think it was more so that it was almost a relative stranger to me and an okay. acquaintance. Um, my wife has been very supportive through all of this, but I spend all my time with her. So it didn't really click in until I realized that there are people that I may not have considered to be good friends that truly 100% care about me and that they love me and that they need me in, my, in their life just as much as I need them in my life. Yeah, yes. It's we, we as humans are our number our number one thing um, for survival is connection. And um, when we don't feel that, that connection and we have that disconnection, that's when this, unfortunately, um, mental health issues come into play where we don't feel worthy, um, where we don't feel um, like we are enough. And it's, it's very, um, it's very unfortunate that we, that we don't understand that um, sometimes it's not always the, the people closest to us that um, the connection matters. It's, it is those outreach people that, you know, maybe are just acquaintances or just the people that we, you know, say hi to in the office every once in a while that, when you realize just what small little impact that your connection does with them can truly um, make a difference. Like to me, um, 
I always say like a smile is so contagious. And to me, that is connection. That is a way of connecting through someone, just shooting a smile to someone. You never know what that does. Um, so I understand that, um, that, that perception of sometimes needing that, um, that, that feel and that connection from somebody that's maybe not as close to you as you, as you would think um, they are like, friends that are just kind of coming up um, and just making friendships with you. You don't realize what an impact um, people can make in such short times. Um, and it doesn't always have to be those long friendships that um, you always thrive to connect with. It's always needing to continue to connect with new people um, and, and the other, and the old ones. Um, what um, what made you decide to make the change after experiencing these very low times? The realization that my wife needs me, my kids need me, and most importantly, that I have a lot to offer to this world still. And that if that comes through helping people to understand mental illness and, and depression and anxiety or suicidal thoughts or just to, to be able to share my story so that other people know that they're not alone either. I realize that that's what, you know, that's what I'm here for. And I, I truly believe that with you and I am applauding you the entire way. And I am in your corner a hundred and ten percent and at any point, if you ever need anything from me, please reach out. Um, I, want, um, I want you to continue to heal, and I want to help you share this story and help others. Um, and in order for us to both do that, I want to know what actions have you been taking to make these changes? Well, uh, a lot, but uh, I'll start with the regular visits with a therapist. Um, you don't realize how, how much talking helps. I'm, I'm finally on some medications that I feel are helping. I'm on some correct doses. Um, sharing the story and speaking out really helps doctors, therapists. They're there to help, but if you don't share the story with them, they can't help you as much as you need. Um, another thing that I'm proud to say that I'm 32 days sober, like I mentioned wow. before, I always thought, I always thought drugs were the, the only thing keeping me alive. I now realize how wrong I truly was. Um, and lastly, uh, remembrance day of this year, I found Corey and fit club boot camps, and I can't begin to express how much a healthier and more active lifestyle had begun to change my life. Uh, if you ask those closest to me, they tell you that I've done a 360 in the past few weeks. It's honestly crazy to think about where I was just over a month ago, sitting on my couch with a belt in my hand, ready to end my life. It's mind-blowing. I, I, uh, for those um, that don't know, how I met Brent um, is through Fit Club Bootcamp. So I work... Um, or Corey and with Corey at Fit Club Boot Camps as one of the boot camp instructors and personal trainers. And uh, 
Brent came into one of my classes and then Corey, um, the owner of Fit Club, does these amazing Sunday night calls with his inner circle group. And uh, he just dipped a, a little bit into Brent's story um, last Sunday during the phone call. And it it lit my heart on fire because I've always been wanting um, to have somebody that is willing and ready to share their story um, of, of dealing with depression, anxiety, or any kind of mental health um, problem that is within uh, our life. And I reached out to Brent and he was very eager to say yes. And I've been so, so grateful for this. Um, also, what, um, what have you noticed a difference since making these changes? Like you say 360, can you give me some examples? Like what, what is so different? I feel alive. I, for the first time in my adult life, I feel alive. I'm more positive. I'm doing things for me, like working out daily, waking up earlier than I ever have. Um, and you know, just as importantly, being more present with my family being aware of, of them and, and just living life in the moment. These changes are just amazing. How are you going to continue to cultivate these positive changes within your life? Easily. I'm going to stay on the path I'm on. A healthy body leads to a healthy mind, and I'm living proof of that. Uh, up until a few weeks ago, as I'd still say I'm pretty out of shape, but up until a few weeks ago, I, w I didn't have a healthy mind or a healthy body. And these changes, uh, yeah, like that, that's what I'm going to keep doing. I'm, I'm seeing, not only are those around me seeing the changes, I'm seeing them. And that's what's driving me to keep moving forward. That, that's amazing. Um, having... Um, having the knowledge of your lowest points um, that happened just recently, like three weeks ago, to this very present moment, um, what has changed in your view of perspective, like your perspective on life? And how are you handling um, the triggers that appear throughout your life that causes your lows? Because I'm sure they just dis they just didn't disappear within these three weeks. I'm sure they were they peaked up everywhere. Um, how did you handle these now that you've had and have found these changes? Absolutely, uh, there's still some pretty big hurdles in my life, and and there's always going to be bumps in the road, no matter what. I now realize it's all in how we react to them. I try to keep a level head. I use some breathing exercises to calm myself. I remain positive about the future. Something that I heard just recently was when you feel nerves or unhappiness and negative thoughts, take those and fuel them into positivity and happiness. It's life-changing. Take those negative thoughts, turn them into a smile, turn them into happiness, and truly believe that happiness. And like I said, it's life-changing. Do you, um, do you find, I, I'm, I 
I'm a hundred percent with you um, on that. I'm uh, I'm a big big believer that um, energy that energy it's not a switch, but energy can transform into different energy. So that negative energy that we do have in our body, um, like you said. Tr- put it into a, a positive outlet. And I really believe that it's, it's not what we do, it's why we're doing it. So what are we doing to, um, to, to feel those emotions? Because I, I believe that if we dim the dark and, and I'm listening to uh, Brene Brown's um, Daring Greatly right now book, and I absolutely love her. And she says that if you dim the dark, you dim the light. Um, And I really believe that. And the only way that we can really truly let the light be as bright as it can be is we we feel the darkness, but we then turn that darkness into positivity. So we don't just let it um, control us. We feel it. Okay, it's there. Now, what am I going to do? And why am I going to do this to make it a positive outlet for me? Do you feel that as well? Absolutely. That's huge. The, what you just said there is the essence of what I'm doing to change my life. It, it's, yeah, taking that, that darkness, turning it into positivity, realizing it's going to get better. Yes. Um, I, I'm a one, one way I like to, um, I like to try and get my way out of any time that I'm, I'm feeling sad or I'm feeling stressed out um, is I'm, I'm a big believer of gratitude and it's, um, it's not about having, that attitude of gratitude all the time because it's it, it's not something that is completely attainable. You can't just have an attitude of gratitude. To me, an attitude of gratitude is practice. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, when I'm feeling those moments, I really try to take the time to slow my mind down. And instead of going, oh my God, I don't have the money for this, or oh my God, I still have this, or oh my God, I don't have this, or why isn't this working for me, or or any kind of negative emotion, I try and slow my mind down and go, no, 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 no. Be grateful for what you have, not what you don't have or what you're what you're trying to obtain. Um, what I don't do is I don't go, oh, well, there's a lot of people out there that have it worse than you. I try not to go into that, um, that view because I don't want to put myself in anybody else's shoes. It's my life. So I need to feel what my life is. And yes, that is a good perspective to have and know, yes, there are people that have it less than you. Um, you can't help those people if you're not helping yourself. And you have to start with you and you have to be grateful for what you have. And in order for you to do that, um, you have to, you have to understand that being grateful for what you have is understanding that you're give. So what I'm trying to say is like, 
joy, feeling joy for what you have, not um, going, oh my God, I, I have it better than other people. No, it's I'm being grateful for what I have because other people would love to have this. And if I don't show grateful for, gratefulness for this or for these people that I do have in my life, then I am not doing it justice for those people that don't have it. Absolutely. You know what I'm that's that's why I that's where I try and look at gratitude. It's not oh, well, I have it better than other people, so don't worry. Um, it's I have to be grateful for what I have that others don't because if I'm not, then I'm not doing what I have and the people I have justice for those that are striving to have what I have. Mm-hmm. I would agree. Um, what has, getting back to you, what has been one of the biggest takeaways since finding a new path to how you live your life? Well, um, something that uh, my case manager has told me a hundred times is if it's not going to matter five years from now, who gives a crap? Deal with what you can control. Worry about what you can control. If you can't control it or if it's not going to matter, then it doesn't matter. I like that. Yes. Yeah, because we can we we battle with wanting to control everything, everything. and it, it it's nearly impossible. Like you can't. Um, so I like that. Yeah, you control what you can, and if it doesn't matter or if it's not going to five years, five months, then don't let it stress you. I like that. Um, how has the positive changes helped with your relationship? your relationships in your life since you started uh, making these changes with your wife, with your kids. Happy, the people uh, around you. Yeah. A healthier, happier me has led to healthier, happier relationships. There's no doubt about it. Um, right. And, and new relationships, new friendships with people that I didn't know before this went, you know, before any of this happened to me um, and relationships that, are strong from the get-go right off the bat um, because I'm healthier, because I'm happier, I'm able to cultivate better relationships. Are you finding more, um, are you finding, are you finding more love between you and your wife? Um, Are you, are you finding um, her presence and um, her being there and you truly being there like you presenting the new Brent kind of to her the Brent that she already knows is in there and loves um do you find that you guys are kind of like in a new honeymoon stage kind of like it's like ooh, like a you know how a new beginning of a relationship is where everything's like yeah. ooh. do you find that you and your wife are like that like it's in like a way Brent. yeah like like I said I mean there's still struggles there, there's still hurdles um, yeah, still a lot of stuff keeping me back, but at the same time, yeah, absolutely. She sees the changes. She sees the, the actions that I'm taking and not just the words and that's making her happier. There's no doubt about it. That's exciting. I'm very, I'm very excited that these, these relationships from your past that mean so, so true so much to you and the new ones that you're uh, cultivating I'm very happy that they're 
they're coming and they're striving from a positive place. Um, what going into relationships, what are some ways that the people around you can help you either keep you going with these positive changes or what can people do um, when you're experiencing um, a depression or anxiety or a panic attack? What can people do to help you? What are some things that people can say? What are some actions that some people can do? Yeah, uh, just keep reminding me or anyone that's going through this what they have to offer. Challenge them to change the negative thoughts and keep pushing them towards the end goal, which is a happy life. Just keep them focused on that. Um, because when you're struggling with depression and anxiety and mental illness, it's easy to forget about those things. It's so easy because you just get stuck in that rut of negative thinking. And having people around you that continuously challenge you to push those thoughts out of your head it's again, it's life-changing. Now for, um, for that, what, have you ever been that person, um, when in, in that depression, um, in that depression state, or uh, I know for some people, they don't, they don't want people to be around them. So how can somebody be there for them, but not around them. Have you experienced that where you, you're, or do you feel that these people should just kind of be there no matter what and understand well, that if this per this person might not want you to be there, but if you're not there, something bad could possibly happen. Even just something as simple as a positive text message or, a, okay. you know, a, a message on Facebook saying, you know, you're, you're worth it keep going or, you know, I see the change in you being open about the change and, and say, and, you know, telling people, I see, I see this change in you. This is incredible. That really keeps you going. That keeps you motivated because if other people can see it, even if you can't see it right off the bat, it's only a yep. matter of time before you're going to. And how, um, with these people coming to you and, and giving these, um, these ways of helping you keep going with this positive change and, and how people can help um, uh, friends and loved ones when they are experiencing depression, anxiety. Um, how has sharing your story helped you? And do you think um, others should share their story and do you believe you should share, share your story with anyone and everyone or do you feel that at first it should be to the ones that are worthy of hearing it first and foremost for me it's made me realize i'm not alone it's also made me realize that there are people in our lives who can help you you just have to open up to them people can't help you if they don't know what's going on in your life if you just keep hiding it How's anyone going to help you? They have no idea what you're going through. So yes, it's scary. It's terrifying to open up to people and especially people you don't know. But I feel like the more that I've done that, the more positivity has come into my life. There's no doubt about it. Um, what? I'm going to 
I'm going to get you um, thinking a little bit. And I, I want you to, because um, I think these two questions that I have for you um, are going to help others. Um, what would you tell the you that is first experiencing depression and anxiety? Um, so when you first started the 19-year-old the, the Brent, what would you tell them? What would you tell him? And then what would you tell the Brent who is on the contemplating suicide? What would you tell those two different Brents? The very first Brent where he was starting to feel these um, depressions and anxiety. And what would you tell the Brent that was wrapping that uh, belt around his neck three weeks ago? Don't hide it. Be honest with who you are to yourself and to other people. Don't focus on the past. Don't let it bring you down because all you have is the present moment. Nothing's guaranteed and nothing lasts forever, even depression and anxiety. It's, it's there in the moment, but it, it, it doesn't last forever. And the Brent who was contemplating suicide probably didn't think that way. And that's so what, what I would tell him. Uh, would you tell that Brent that he is worthy? That Absolutely. he is loved? He's loved. He's worthy. He's strong. He's, yeah, he, he's just, he is someone that can make a change in this world if he just puts his mind to it. I, I think... Uh... I think that Brent would have um, truly appreciated that. And I'm happy that um, you are starting to truly believe that within yourself because you are worthy. You are loved from everyone at Fit Club to everyone that's around you. And yes, you are here to make a difference, a positive difference in this world. Um, what is one piece of advice that you could tell my listeners that are dealing with any kind of depression, anxiety, or mental health? I probably sound like a broken record, but seek help. Don't be scared to open up and be honest with those around you. Because like I keep saying, they can't help you unless they know. I was, you know, the person who came into my house that day that I had that belt. I barely ever talked to her a friend of a friend in a way. And when I finally opened up to her, she saved my life. She saved my life. And it wouldn't have happened if I hadn't opened up and finally shared my story with her. She would have had no idea. Don't be scared and don't be, don't be scared to open up. Like it's terrifying, but honestly, it's life-changing. Thank you. For thank you for sharing that. Um, allowing um, allowing yourself. We're we're narrowing down on my questions. Um, I know going back um, to how you kind of are now coping and dealing with these triggers. You say you do some breathing exercises. Um, can you and I do an experiment that I like to do sometimes when I'm starting to feel nervous or stressed? Absolutely. Let's do it. 
Okay, so this is one thing that I like to do, and I really like to personally do this more or less outside in nature if I can, because it's just a lot better, and I just really love connecting with nature. But right where you are, allowing yourself to be in the present moment, what I like to do is what I call the five senses. So whether you keep your eyes open or closed, I want you to just go through what are the five things, what do you hear, what are you seeing, what are you tasting, what are you smelling? Can you go through those five senses and tell me? Yeah, uh, I hear the birds outside. I see positivity in my life. I taste success. And I smell a little bit of fear, to be honest with you. This has been a pretty scary uh, time for me, uh, sharing this and opening up to you, but that's okay. Now, success, can we go back to that? How do you feel that this fear, that this fear that is residing in you, you just told me it's not going to stay, like you told that Brent, right? It's not gonna stay forever. So how are you going to fuel your fear that you might be feeling right now into that success that you're tasting? I'm going to go to the gym probably later or work out on my own. I'm just going to keep motivated. Keep, keep on that, that positive path. Um, what, um, what is it that um what is it that is going to um keep keep you focused the most and is there anything um that i can do or my listeners can do um to help you can my listeners reach out to you um do you do you mind? I, I want to, I'm wanting to ask you this because I don't want to, um, I don't want that fear to build up. So mm -hmm. I don't want you to feel nervous or feel like you have to constantly be sharing your story, but are my listeners or anybody that is listening to this podcast, are they able to come to you, share their story, ask you a little bit more? Um, is that Absolutely. okay? That That is 100% okay. Um, it's okay. part of my healing process. It's scary, but it's a healthy scary. Um, reach out to me on Facebook. Reach out to me in the gym. Reach out to me in, in, on the street. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. If you're feeling like this or like I was feeling, I want to be there for the other people too. I want to be that light in other people's life. And... If that means them having to reach out to me or me reaching out to others, that's what it takes. Well, I am very, um, I'm very honored to, to have you on my podcast. And I, I like to always um, finish my podcast with one last question. And um it is, what is your perspective on positivity? It's life-changing. 
it's that's coming from someone who never understood the power of positivity until very recently. I've let it consume me. And where, you know, before negative thoughts, depression, anxiety, that's what consumed my life. That's what kept me going down the downward spiral. Now it's the positivity that's keeping me alive. It's keeping me happy. It's keeping me focused and motivated to keep, keep pushing forward. There's, there's better days to come. Well, I would like to once again say thank you so very much for sharing your story, sharing your perspective on positivity. I truly believe positivity, yes, is life. Um, it is life changing. And I want to just, yeah, I'm very blessed um, for you. Um, your positivity and your life, Brent, is truly amazing. And it shines beyond what you even think is possible. Um, when you're in my class, I feel your energy. I feel and see your light. And I am I am honored that you are blessing me with this podcast, blessing me with coming to my classes, kicking the exercises asses. And also I'm very, very blessed that you are continuing um, to share your story and to be that light um, because you are incredibly worth it. And this authentic Brent that you're presenting to the world now is pretty freaking amazing. Thanks. That means a lot. It really does. Um, I'm going to end uh, the podcast now, but if there's anything that you need from me, please do not hesitate to reach out. I am here for you and I am in your corner 110%. And however you would like me to help you get this story out, to help you heal and to keep you on this positive track, please let me know. And I would just end with saying the same thing to your listeners. Let me be the light. And if you need anything, just reach out to me. Perfect. Thank you. And I hope you have an excellent day and you crush your workout, whether you do a little bit at home or you go to the gym. Um, thank you so much and have an excellent weekend. You too, Candace. Take care. I appreciate this opportunity. Have a good day. Bye now. Bye.